All right, welcome back to another episode of the Real Life Trading Pivot Podcast. Back again with my co-host, Dean Bradshaw, and a very special guest. Uh, this is part two with Andy Murray from Trade Nation. Yeah, I don't know if you've... Um, Ever heard of the book? I think it's called The Wire or Trading the Wire. I think it's called The Wire. Um, I don't know if you've, you've heard of it, but there's, I think it was back in the 80s, 90s, something like that, where, or I guess maybe like late 80s, early 90s, where like a lot of traders were trading now more digitally as opposed to phoning in their, their actual orders, things like that. And it was a couple of guys who took, um, they got a direct internet connection from their place directly into the Chicago yeah. uh, place where they have the transactions. And they were, because that little, it was like half a second quicker data feed coming through where they were able to, to get just quicker. They were ahead of everything. They were able to, to just rake in tons of money because they had the quicker information before everybody else in the brokerage world. Um, and I know you guys might not handle this directly, but do you see anything as far as, um, Nowadays, difference from some of the bigger, because I, I know you dealt with business to business and now more uh, business to, to consumer. Do you see a difference of, of how um, the bigger guys, the, re, the the more hedge funds, the hedge funds guys get their data, get their feed, get their information, as opposed to maybe retail traders? Is, is there, do you see disadvantages from the retail end to, to what hedge funds use? Absolutely, absolutely. It's something you've got to be very careful of, and it depends. It depends how how the broker gets their pricing, um, because um, the, the 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 world of data and pricing is is quite a complex one on on our side of the fence. Um, you know, to go and get data directly from exchanges uh, is is expensive. Um, so you, you have some data providers who, who have the, 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 the agreements with the exchanges and then they will pass on that to, um, to, 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 you know, to, to others. Um, and, you know, they might pass on to, to others. And, and every time there's, there's a, the passing over of data, there's that tiny, tiny, tiny delay. Um, and there are very, very sharp people in the world who will have their system set up so they will get a feed. Uh, there's been, as you just said, that, that they actually go and physically set up an office next door to um, LD4 or is it the NY4, the, the, the data centers yep. where they know the pricing is coming from uh, because they're going to get it that much quicker. Um, but it's 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 something that you've got to be wary of if you are setting up a brokerage. Put it that way. Yep. So so with a retail trader having having that slight um, disadvantage, how how would you say a retail trader um, from from clients that you have or or just in general, how how does the playing field even out? How, how is how does the retailer keep up with some of these bigger guys? Um, if, if, if the, the retail trader is, is, is scalping, um, you, you know, I mean, we're talking, 
milliseconds here. Um, I, I, I mean, in, in, unless you've got a sort of a, a latency arbitrage uh, strategy whereby you're trying to get prices with one broker that is that, that, that are slightly different to what, what what's out there. Uh, I, I think the price, the, 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 the timing is very, very negligible for a retail trader. Um, I mean, it depends on the strategy of that retail trader. Um, but I, I, I think it's negligible, to be honest, Dan. Gotcha. Okay. Awesome. So, uh, listen, I know that we, we have to keep it professional, but I, I really want to delve into, like, can we touch on golf? Because why not, right? You know? <laughs> Andy, what, what do you play off? And how much time do you get for golf? I'm always intrigued when I get people who are in, in our profession and I always like to find out how much golf are you playing? Am I going to be really jealous or envious or am I going to be like, well, you don't play as much as me, so, you know, we can be friends. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, this is this is a very relaxed chat, right? It's a very relaxed chat. I'm going to just tell you a story. You're going to think I'm a complete bandit. Uh, so I, I've been playing golf. Uh, my parents play golf, and they're, they're, they're golf enthusiasts. Uh, I've played since a very young age, but I've never been a member of a club. And I was my first handicap given to me was 12. And that was because I was playing an event the next day, and I was on course, and the... And the I needed a handicap. The handicap secretary saw me hit an absolute pearl of a drive. He said, mate, whatever cards you put in, you're not going to be off more than 12. And so 12 hours on for a long, long time. I'm a member of a golf society, and every year there's about 40 of us that go away and we play. We play for the Serpent Trophy, um, and I've never had a chance of winning it. Uh, um, and I've just thought that that's just too, too, too far away. Anyway, uh, during lockdown, I couldn't play golf because it, it, well, no one could. But when uh, golf courses opened up again, you couldn't play golf because all the members were playing and you had to become a member. Someone persuaded me to become a member. I did that. I had to put three cards in to get, I had to get a handicap. I got a handicap of 21. Yeah. And that with that handicap of 21, I went to this golfing event and, um, yeah, I won't tell you how. I, I basically, I basically won it with a thirty-foot putt <laughs> on the path. Yeah. I, I, Dan, if you don't play golf, this probably means nothing to you. But I, 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 I was playing off twenty-one, and I net birded the seventeenth. I, I drove the green on the seventeenth, par four, uh, and I birded that, and I birded the eighteenth uh, with a with a thirty thirty-five foot foot, foot putt. And uh, yeah, I got called abandoned. Uh, I, <laughs> I can see why. That, that, you know. well, I can see why it's not. It's not unjust that comment. Well, no, I, I mean the society has has some fines, uh, and you know my my fine was the guy, the fine master. He stood up. He goes, Andy, yeah, playing off twenty one. My grandmother plays off twenty one. Yeah, fifty quid in the pot, please. Yeah. <laughs> So, so what I've done, Dan, what I've done, Dean, is I've, I've gone back to the club and I've had to put in a few cards, and um, I put in a card in which I did play twelve over, and they right, got okay. the And you know what my new handicap is? Go on, nine point five. That's pretty good, isn't it? <laughs> that's pretty good. Okay, yes, that's that's wrong. That's wrong. Yeah. Uh, 
Sorry, Dan, I've gone off the tangent. I'm talking about golf and maybe a lot of the listeners, um, you know, have got nothing to do with golf. No, but I like I talk. I try to bring up golf every so often, and that's why people keep emailing the show to try and get me off. But um, no, they don't really. <laughs> What's your well, I, I have a similar similar story. Um, I, I've always been told that I play off eighteen. That's you know when I was in England, I played I played off eighteen, so it's fine. And then I, when I joined the golf course out here in Spain, um, I joined the society, and they do you know. We have um, so how we all play to make it even. I want to bore everyone to, to tears, but we, we have a structure. I can't even think what it's called now, like the Abbott's Raw, wherever it is, right? So, um, anyway, played off 18, and I get a certain amount of shots on, on certain holes. Um, anyway, I ended up winning the competition because really I should be playing off 12, which is where where you was. So, I was just about to say to the listeners, you know, what Vince <laughs> here is just he, all the attributes of a bandit. <laughs> It wasn't. It wasn't up for me to release that information. Someone told me, "Yeah, just if you was that in England, then play." I've continuously played since then and improved. So, um, but the reason why I do like to bring up golf, Andy, and this is, uh, it does always seem like I go off on a tangent, but I really liken golf to trading. Like seriously, mm-hmm. like sometimes you know what it's like. Uh, you feel like you're doing the same thing in your swing over and over again, and you get sometimes get varied results, right? And I don't know what I did wrong there. I'd look at it to trading. So sometimes I'll look at a chart. I'll be like, okay, do my technical analysis. Um, me personally, I'll just go 15 minute chart, look for areas of interest for me straight down into a minute chart, take a trade and it might not work out. And I look back and think, would I do anything again? Um, probably in my head, I'm thinking I'm doing the same thing like with a swing. But if you, someone was recording your swing every time you did it, you look back and think, oh, actually, maybe I just lifted my head here or maybe my grip wasn't um, as it should be. You know, it's a, it's a strong grip or it's a weak grip. And I think sometimes in trading, you feel like you're doing the same thing over and over again, but there's little variances that you, that you don't do. So going back to the, the, that the sports trading things, I mean, we've moved on, we've come full circle. But was there ever something that you've done? Like you, I know that you said previously that you know you, you you would look at it and think you haven't done you wouldn't change what you did is there any is there ever a time where you would like self-analyze your your, your trades and think actually I, I, I didn't do that same way that you would do with your golf yeah yeah i mean it goes back to to what i was discussing earlier you, you know process process and discipline are, 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 are the key and you know if if you have a bad day in the office but you've done everything right you've got to be patting yourself on the back you you, you don't want to say you don't want to change a a, a, a bad process i mean um you, you know the disciplined trader will be looking at opportunities looking at risk reward and say okay the reward is is better than the risk i'm going to go into that and you, you can have five let's say you have five trades in a day and and you lose all of them you've got to have the confidence to say, okay, I've done everything right. Yeah. I've done everything right. I'm going to do it again. And, and you know, the analogy with golf is, is you know, yeah, you'll probably have a, you'll have a setup before you hit a shot. Uh, and you, something will probably go through your mind in terms of what you want to do, and it'll be it will be consistent. You want to just stay consistent to that. Um, if if you, you know you go and set up for a shot in in golf, and you're thinking differently to your process, 
then you're 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 opening up the, the possibility of error. And a bit like you know, you would have got a trading plan and a process in place. Um, if you think, okay, well, it hasn't worked for the last five times, I've got to do something different. And then I think you, I think that's dangerous. I mean, obviously, your process over time um, it will get will get more and more refined as you get better as a trader. You get you get to know yourself as a trader. Um, but yeah, it's 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 just having that discipline to stick to you know, the rules that you're setting yourself. Yeah, and I totally agree. And one of the best pieces of golf advice that I actually took into my trading was, so the golf advice was when I had a coach, so I, I did pay for lessons and things. So if my golf club's watching, I don't. But, um, and it was like, don't, don't flag hunt, right? So don't always try to hit the flag, look for, okay, uh, greens, bigger bit parts of the greens, and or if you look aiming for fairways and hit for hit for that better part of the fairways, but try to play and think in your head when you're hitting. If I hit, if I don't hit a correct shot, then my worst shot needs to leave me in a good position. So that was the type of mentality that I had with, with, with golf. And when I first started trading, I didn't apply any of that knowledge. But when I now it's one of these. Like, I don't go for home runs in trading. So I look for okay, you know, where are average areas that I can get in on the trade and get out and be profitable rather than looking for them home runs, like looking for holding and trying to make that, that million dollar trade in, in 15 minutes. So I think I, I, the reason why I continuously bring up golf is because I do love it and I do love trading, but there are very similarities in, in terms of the attitude that you apply to the, both the sport and the trading, which I think are very, uh, which has helped me. So I'm just, when I speak to people in the same situation, golfing and trading, I'm always interested to see if they can see the similarities as well. 100%, 100%. I, I, think, I think golf is actually a very good analogy uh, because, um, I, you, you know, you have a situation whereby you've got uh, father versus son, yeah? And the son will just go for the glory. He will go for that flag, yeah? And, and you know, there might be a bunker in between him and that flag. Uh, whereas the old man, the wily old man, yeah, he will go for the apron of the green. He'll say, okay, I'm just going to get it on there. You know, my, I've, I've got so much margin for error, uh, but I know I'm going to get down to. And if you just look at the risk reward, yeah, yeah. The, 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 the sun, yeah, if he, if he nails it, yeah, okay, he wins a hole. Uh, but the father knows that the sun yeah, is going to land it in the bunker or he's going to be in a worse position because of his shot that him getting down in two, he, on average, will win the trade. Yeah, that's it. Well, that's exactly I, it. I, 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 think, I think it is a good analogy. Um, you, you know, everything we do in life is, is a risk. Getting out of bed in the morning is a risk and you, yeah. you're kind of weighing, weighing everything up. But um, yeah, That's why I, I trade from bed. <laughs> I don't disbelieve that either. I don't disbelieve that. I, I reckon you actually do just wake up with your laptop on your on your bare chest. Your your wife's looking after your children, and there's Dan taking trades. That's what I think. Life easier. Um, then I, and don't get me wrong. I don't I don't dislike golf. I just suck at it. I'm bad. That's it. But um, I can't get out to the golf course because I, it'd be hanging out with you two people, and then. Within 15 minutes, you guys would be like, I right, just drive the cart around or something. Like, <laughs> get out of here. Like, 
I'd be so new, and I'd be with experience. So I got to find some new new players to play with. But but also in the yeah. same same form of the analogy that you guys gave, which I I think is absolutely spot on. I, I think there's also a little bit of um, perseverance to it. So like somebody like myself, brand new to golf, right? If I if I get out on the golf course, I know I'll never be as good as either of you guys if I go out one time and I give it a shot. I'm driving the yeah. golf cart in 15 minutes, and I think there is some kind of perseverance you need. To continue, I mean, even you see like Tiger Woods out there, or some of the, the greatest players, still still out there practicing, still playing, and you don't see. Well, Tiger Woods is getting a little older now, but you, you don't see them winning consistently every single time. Once you become great, that's it. You, you're always learning something new about yourself, and you could give up at any time, but you'll never get to the end goal. So, I, from my my perspective of just mentoring traders and teaching some of the groups, I see a lot of traders that that go in. Like Dean said, trying to make a million dollars in 15 minutes, it doesn't work out, and, and they just shrug their shoulders, put their head down, and just walk away. And they're just like, "Hey, yeah, I'm a I'm a bad trader, right?" And it's just that that perseverance to, to kind of continue to to keep going. Um, that 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 kind of the problem that we live in in this day and age, everyone wants everything here and now. Yeah. People want we we live in such a consumerist world. That you know, people just want things to happen now. That you know, uh, people come into trading and think, okay, I can go now. I can start making money. It, it just it does not happen like that. Uh, it's a refined skill. It's a skill. It's a skill that can be learned, but it takes time to to learn it well. Uh, yeah. As, as as a as a regulated entity. Um, in the UK, we have to disclose how many people lose money uh, on a on a month on a quarterly basis, um, and it ranges from fifty five percent. I think that's as low as it's been, but it goes up to sort of eighty eighty five percent. And and you, you know, people people say to me, so um, you, you know, how, how do you feel comfortable? How do you feel comfortable that you know so many people are losing money, um, and you know we're providing them the, the best environment to succeed? In, in our view, that's the you know what we're building Trade Nation about. But let's just look at the the fifteen percent, yeah, the 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 twenty percent that actually make money, yeah. Um, what are they doing differently to the ones that don't make money? And you know what? You've hit the nail on the head. Is is their is their 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 attitude towards it? If you are going to trade, this is if I can give advice to the people listening. If you're going to trade, yeah, you you, you don't do it half-heartedly. You, you either do it properly, you do your work, and you stick at it, and or you, you know. <sighs> I'd be reluctant to to get involved. If you do it properly. Um, then you've got every every opportunity. I compare it to a normal business. If 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 let's say um, the world of commerce had to put a percentage up for number of businesses that succeed or fail, yeah. what percentage of businesses would fail in the first year? Uh, and it would not surprise me if it's over ninety percent. Yeah. Now, if you're a trader and you're serious about your trading and you want to make it a business. Um, you know, what would you do if it's a business? You have a business plan. Yeah, you go through and you you, you you go through the steps to have a successful business. And for me, 
that's what you need to do if you want to be in that percentage of the winning clients, winning traders. Yep. And, and I think, I, I do think anybody has the ability to, to trade. Uh, like I asked before, do, do you think you're born with the discipline or is it something developed? I agree. I think for, for myself as well, it's developed. I think a lot of what I implement into trading is developed. I, I don't think I was born with, with much to compare with, with probably some of the other great traders or great people at, at whatever you do, but I, I learn it over and over again and just keep on, keep on practicing it. And I, I think any trader needs really, um, and even in golf, I mean, Dean, you said you got a, uh, a coach to, to get out there and, and teach you on the golf course. How far do you think personally that, that progress exceeded your game? massively because the coach has obviously been through years of experience to get to his level so it's like i've shortcutted that and hacked his knowledge he could give me some quick tips and if i'm honest he taught me this one thing with my wrist andy you and it's just to soften up my wrist and it took like three shots off my my, my next round and i don't know if that's like you know if you've learned a new skill set and you're excited to to you know deploy that and that's how that happened but it took like i, I was i was amazed by how because i was a terrible at hooking so i used to have to position myself right so i would literally hit it and it would bend round to go where i wanted to go he taught me something with my wrist in like session two and now it, it, i had the opposite effect so i had to make it more straight so i think that that's why I'd, i know a lot of people are, are very skeptical when it comes to paying for coaches or paying for mentors it's like oh, i'll just learn it myself which people can however if you want to learn it faster then I would always recommend coaching, mentoring, because you can just get there quicker. You can shave off time. And that was always important for me, shaving off time. So, um, And I'm not trying to promote our coaching sessions. Don't get coaches with me. I haven't got the time on the golf course. Ask Dan. <laughs> Dan's a better coach than me. Get, get, get some coaching I, sessions with Dan. I, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know about that. But, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, so, so, so if, if you're out golfing, I'm sure there's – Say that again? You can iron out bad habits before they become yeah. habits. Yeah, exactly. And, and, yeah. And I think, um, like, if, if you want to golf, right, probably getting some education, learning how to play, learning the rules, learning what to do, softening up the wrist, all that goes into it. And then having the tools to like, if you, if you show up and you have all the knowledge, but you don't have the golf clubs, um, it's gonna be tough to, to play golf too. So even on the trading, it's the education, I think you need the, um, like, like Andy has trade nation. Um, you're going to need some kind of broker to place the orders. You're going to need some kind of education to understand what you're doing, why you're doing it. Um, I guess, Andy, what, what would be, so, if somebody's new to trading or maybe they have a broker already, what, what should a trader, in your opinion, look for in a broker um, that you think would work better for a retail trader or something that, that to them is something that, that would be a good tool to have in the broker? Uh, what, what to look for? I mean, I, I think you, you want to look for your costs of trading. I, I, I think just just be careful where you're trading and, and make sure you're aware of the, the costs of trading. Um, uh, th th there can be some very complicated platforms out there. You, you, you know, there's brokers with all the bells and whistles and you get a bit confused as to what you're supposed to be doing. Um, I would I would suggest to a, a newbie trader getting started that you want to look for a platform that is that is pretty easy to use. Um, you know the fundamentals of trading or what you need for a platform um, are, are, are not and are not too 
uh, they're not too complicated, but they can be made complicated if you if you end up on the wrong platform. So, I, I would I would certainly do your research on 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 pricing. Um, it goes without saying, please, please trade whichever broker you trade with. Trade with someone that is properly regulated, uh, because you, you, you know, having lost my money in with various uh, uh, sports companies, uh, you, you know, that's that's a horrible feeling. So please make sure that you 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 know trade with a, a regulated broker. But yeah, I would say ease of use platform and and the cost of trading. Yeah, and I think what you said before too, with the fact that people want to talk to somebody on the phone, the customer service I think is absolutely huge in, in having a broker. I've I have multiple brokers. Um, one, which um, as I'm on the the mic moderating the markets and stuff like that throughout the day, you, you, I still have them. I still use them, but everybody knows like I'm like this is the worst broker ever. Like it's it's not they're not <laughs> they're not designed for like day trading. And I, I rarely use them for that, but I'll, I'll get into a day trade here and there on them. And it just, they don't have like OCO orders. They don't have like, it, it's, they're meant to buy, hold, sell later or something like that. You can't even, so it, it's, it's not really meant for it, at least anymore. They used to be. Um, but they also have, they also have uh, a banking division. They also have auto um, loans. They also have a, a few different areas. So when you call customer service, not only do I have to wait on the whole music, but then I have to go through six departments just to get to the broker. That's, that's number one. And then I have another broker, which is widely used by a lot of people here in the U.S. And I, I think everybody can tell you, like, you call their customer service. They're quick to answer, but the person on the phone just has no idea what to Like, if you ask them a question, <laughs> like a simple question, like a day one trader will probably know. And they're just, <laughs> it's like you... It's like you, you call the, a pizza place instead. It's, it's completely different. Yeah, yeah. It would but I, I presume that you don't call them down because that, <laughs> I, I, the, oh, no, like, I dread it. I, sometimes I have to. On, on occasion, uh, I have to call these people, but um, uh, it's, 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 I, I dread it. I'm profusely sweating before I call them. I, I, know, <laughs> I know it's not going to go well. But, yeah, I would say, I mean, customer service, I think, is, is absolutely huge. So, so, somebody that you could call, ask questions to, especially to, to newer traders that need it, the, the extra hand-holding, extra support, um, I, I think that's a huge benefit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's something that, that I, you know, I'd like to think that we we we, we provide in in, in oodles and noodles. Um, yeah. So uh, I think it's important that there's a, a person at the end of the phone, or there's a person um, who who you, you know can pick up queries and, and help you through it. Hundred percent agree. Awesome. Awesome. Well, uh, we are just about out of time, Dean. Did you have any last minute questions? Anything else? Uh... I no, mean, no. Just, just when Andy's going to come out here and uh, yeah, have, have a game of, of golf, we'll get it recorded and uh, we'll have a bet. As he likes to bet on sports, and see who wins. So <laughs> sure you're having a bet, Dean. You, you know, <laughs> you're talking about your coach saying he's just. <laughs> and I've taken three shots. I, I mean, you, you're probably you're probably a plus golfer, aren't you? Uh, <laughs> Uh, but no, I, I, I'm looking forward to the day. Looking forward to the day. I'd love to come out and you know get a few people playing golf. Um, but we'll, we'll make sure we get that organised. Brilliant. Appreciate it. Andy, awesome, thanks for coming on. An absolute pleasure. It's yep. been, been an absolute pleasure. I hope I didn't go off track too much. Uh, but, but many thanks, Dan. Many thanks, Dean. Absolutely. Appreciate having you here, Andy. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, we got Andy Murray with Trade Nation. Thanks again for joining us. 
each and every week for the Real Life Trading Pivot Podcast, and we will see you guys on another episode next week.